Welcome to the Heartbreak to Happiness Show with Sara Davison. If you're struggling with a breakup and you feel shocked, angry, betrayed, devastated, or sad and alone, then this podcast is for you. Best-selling author and award-winning host Sara Davison shares how you too can get on with your life to heal, grow, and move from heartbreak to happiness. Here's your host, Sara Davison. Welcome to our webinar that I am co-hosting with the amazing, the inspiring Marilyn Devnish, known as the Neuro Success Coach. Welcome, Marilyn. Oh, thank you, Sarah. So happy to be here. I'm really, really excited about this one. To say it's a favourite topic sounds a little bit odd, but as we progress through the webinar, people will get to understand why I'm so interested in it and why I am still fascinated by this topic. So I'm really looking forward to it. Yes. Well, I mean, this topic affairs, we're going to talk about betrayal, we're going to talk about cheating, but we are going to get stuck in because we've got so much we want to cover today. So many different topics. I know some of you have emailed me in questions already. So thank you so much if you've done that, taking the time to send them in. So affairs, betrayal, it's something that I see a lot in my coaching clinic. Uh, in fact, every single day. It happens to lots and lots of people. So Marilyn and I were doing a podcast actually recording the other day and we were chatting all about this and we had so much to say that we thought, why don't we do a free webinar so we can share all that experience and knowledge and ideas and different concepts with you guys as well as answering your questions too. So what happened to you? Because this was really a, a humdinger, wasn't it? Well, from my perspective, and I was thinking about it this morning as I was getting ready, and I still remember the day, I remember where I was standing, and um, I'd been with my partner for several years, and I don't know if you've ever had a couple that you know, where people go, oh my gosh, they're just like the poster couple, you know, so happy, get on so well, just such a lovely relationship, and that was our relationship, people would comment on it and say, my gosh, you guys are so happy, you're so good together, da 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 da, and that's what I thought. And then there was a, a sort of a little bit of a turning point where he just started being really snappy and really grumpy and anything I said sort of, you know, threw him off the handle. And I was just like, what is going on here? And I just started the new job. I think it was my second or third day. So I came home, said something again, really innocent and it just exploded into an argument and I'd literally just walked through the door and I remember I, he was sitting on the sofa I walked up and I was standing he was slightly to my right I was standing up and I said what is going on have you met someone else are you having an affair and as I said those words in my head I'm like oh god don't be so silly they hadn't even landed yet and he said yes I met someone and I just remember being kind of frozen. And then I, I could hear the cogs turning and they were trying to rewind. If you like it been on a, you've been at a club, they play a really good track, they go rewind. I actually wanted to rewind that and take those words back because now I can't fathom what you've just said to me. And I remember saying, what do you mean met someone? Cause I'm thinking I meet people all the time in meetings, at networking events, you name it, I, I meet people. And so now I'm standing there and I'm like, please, please, please God. Do not let him say what I think he is going to say in terms of the traditional meaning of I've met someone else. So there's this moment which seemed to go on forever. And he said, yes. And he said, then said the same thing again. So now I'm in a position where I've got to push and go, what does that mean? And then I said, and I didn't want to say it, but now you've opened the door. I said, do you mean you slept together? 
now I'm again in my brain I'm like please 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 let the answer to this be no and he said yes and I I, I can remember I, if you've ever felt faint it was surreal I was standing there I could see this person but my ears started blocking up and I felt dizzy and I felt faint and then I just remember sitting down and I was like what, what, what do I do with this information this is not what I expected coming home from work when all I thought I was going to be doing is sharing the excitement of my new job so that was where it started and that then kind of tipped me over the edge and I contemplated suicide and I know if someone has never been in that position to say you contemplated suicide as a result of someone having an affair for some it might seem trivial for me it was everything um, and and that was that was how this part of the chapter started and we did try to, and I use the word try on purpose, we did try again, and I then dragged myself through the relationship for a few years, but it was not pleasant at all, it was just so devastating. Um, when I look back on it now, it almost seems like someone else watching that yeah. scenario, but yeah, that's kind of where it started for me, and, and, and it just, it was just awful, but however, weirdly, it also coincided with me accidentally, so the whole long story, we won't go into that, accidentally signing up for a personal development training. Um, at that point, I'm still contemplating suicide. And so when I realized what I'd signed up for, I said, no, I'm really sorry. This isn't what I signed up for and I'm not in a good way. They then said, I'd already paid, <laughs> not realizing I'd signed up for NLP, hypnosis, timeline therapy, HUNA, blah, blah, blah. Um, and they said, come to the training. If you don't get massive value, we'll give you a refund at the end. And the rest, as they say, is history. I went in one end completely broken and contemplating suicide. And I came out the other side like, whoa, there's a whole new world. And yeah. I want to help people to overcome what I've just been through. So that's really how it started and where it started. Yeah, it's true, because those personal development tools that you went off to study at such a fantastic timing really wasn't it I mean gosh that was amazing it really were the key to getting yourself back on track taking your control back taking responsibility and helping yourself to get out of that I mean that's that's exactly why we do what we do right those tools are so powerful and that's why we wanted to to share them here today as well and you know one of the things I know that you did differently because I hear a lot in my clinic you know why did it happen to me and obviously both men and women have affairs. So there's no, you know, I mean, it happens to both. So, you know, if we use the term woman or man, it doesn't mean that it's not the other person too. So you have to be clear with that. But, you know, for example, I see a lot of people saying over and over again in their head, I call them hamster wheel questions. Why did, why did they do this to me? Why does he love her? What's different? What did I do wrong? What did she do that made this so important? Why, why, why? I'm wanting the answers. Um, I hear a lot that they can't get closure because they don't have the answers. Now, I know you had a slightly different approach, which I think I've never, ever heard this ever before. So tell us a little bit about how you handled those, those hamster wheel questions. Well, the reason I'm smiling for those of you who maybe we touched on it in the podcast, I know we'll be people coming in who maybe haven't listened to that yet, but please do. It's, there's two parts to that. And um, I wanted, I had so many questions, so many questions, exactly what you're saying. Who is she? What does she look like? Why her? 
and I was granular. How many times did you sleep together? What did you do? Seriously, I wanted to know everything because. Well, why? Why? Because in your, I mean, surely that was just giving you like a 3D video image, which is a lot harder to get rid of than just, well, I think it might have happened like this. Well, at the time, I felt that there were so many unanswered questions that if I could get the answers to those questions, it would be okay. I would feel better about it because the unknown is really frustrating and annoying. When you're something you don't know, you can go round and round in circles trying to figure out who, what, where, when, how, why, yada, yada, yada. So I sort of thought I wanted answers. So what I did, it must have been complete torture for my then partner. I would actually write my questions down and because I couldn't speak them, I would then put them into an envelope like a letter he would come home, we had a big wooden coffee table, he'd glance at the coffee table, you could see his heart sink if there was a white envelope on it, because what it was, was a list of questions from me, so he would pick those up, <laughs> take them away, write a response, and then put it back in the same place, so, but that is what I, that's what I felt I needed at the time, because I could not rest with all of those unanswered questions swirling around in my head it felt as though they would give me closure now if anyone who's ever been down that rabbit hole they'll tell you majority of the times all it does is it opens up another can of worms because you get a bit more information and then suddenly you like well we'll hold on a minute and it just goes on and on and on and on and on but I feel that I was lucky lucky enough because what that did at the time it was too much information but with hindsight, in terms of the work that I then started doing, it gave me a bit of a unique insight into what's actually going on on both sides. But yeah, I, I, I used to write letters and, and leave them there in a particular place to get answers. Yeah, uh, gosh, I mean, uh, for me, you know, knowing all that information would probably just run like a movie in my head and I, I would find that challenging. I know you know, some of my clients, you know, that they are already creating imagery in their heads, which is what is driving them so mad. But it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because, you know, you know, do you, is it best, do you think, to get the answers or is it best just not to know? The thing I would say is my suggestion, I would say to people, please don't do what I did, because like you said, it was too much information to know that they went out for dinner and then had a cigarette after they had sex. That was too much. That's too much, you know, cannot get that out of my head. Cause like you said, it's like a movie. Some of the fundamentals, however, you know, what happened for me, you know, how long has this been going on? How many times did you sleep together? I mean, how many times did you sleep together is on the cusp of maybe a little bit too much, but that whole thing about what, what what's going on? Cause I wanted to know fundamentally what was going on in our relationship that yeah. would cause this to happen. Now, I'll be honest with you, I blamed myself. I said, there must be something wrong with me. There must be something wrong with me as a human being. There must be something wrong with the way I am as a person for me to drive someone to go off on a business trip and have an affair. So, but I would definitely say there are questions, particularly if you're gonna be staying together, there are questions that you do wanna have answered because you want to know how does this reflect on where we are 
what do we need to do to resolve this? And what are the areas that you want to be working on and focusing on? So there are questions there that do need to be answered. But the granular level of detail that I was going to, I'd say that's probably not a good idea for anyone because we all have an imagination. Even if you're yeah. not visual in you know, those terms, your mind is still going to run, probably run scenarios. It's so true. Actually, everyone's agreeing with you here. Um, Sarinda said, thank you for this, because you've mentioned actually everything I thought and went through myself. Um, and we've also got another question I need to know is about trying to get some sort of control when you're feeling out of control about everything. And also when they've been carrying on without you knowing, needing to know everything becomes quite extreme. So it's quite true, I think. I think it is. So, you know, when you're going through that, you're, you are tormented by that information and it is going to be all consuming. And I think that's something that is part of that shock process that you go through when you find out your partner's having an affair. And it is devastating because it's like a little mini bomb going off in your entire life. And then you have that decision, well, do I stay or do I go? Do I stay or do I go? Now, you know, in my situation, I didn't really have a lot of choice about that. My ex moved on. But for, you know, and that was devastating. Some people don't have the choice. And also remember, there's people out there who maybe have had affairs that might be watching this. Do you think, Marilyn, that having an affair is always wrong? It's a good question, right? That's a, I have to take a deep breath because now this comes down to, I guess if I'm going to choose a word, it's about your morals, I guess. For some people, it's a religious proposition. For me personally, I'm like, look, if you're in a relationship and it's not working, finish the relationship you're in and then go to the next one. Don't cross them over. That's my personal thing. I'm just, it's just, I just don't like the idea yeah. of, as we used to say back in the day, carrying on behind someone's back. So for me, I don't like the idea because a few years ago I did a, a coaching program around this sort of thing. It was an audio coaching thing. And I thought, I'm going to interview people and I'm going to invite all sections. I want the third wheel as well. So I want to know from the person who's been cheated on. I want to know from the person who's had the affair. And I want to know from the, I want to hear from the lover, the, the third person, the extra person in the relationship. When you actually hear some of the reasons why people had affairs, it's not for me the right or wrong thing, it's just interesting. And the most common thing, as many of you who've been cheated on will have heard, or even if somebody's propositioned you in a bar, my partner just doesn't understand me. And let me just break that down a bit more because that just sounds so trite and almost insulting. What many were saying, particularly those who were devastated themselves, they said they didn't feel loved they didn't feel wanted, they didn't feel cared for. So someone now wanders onto the radar and says, hey, I love your hair, really beautiful dress. Wow, the sleeves on that are so unusual. If the partner that sits right next to you every day hasn't even noticed that you've had your hair done, didn't notice the dress, no interest in the design of the sleeves, even though that's one of the really interesting features, it's understandable almost that you sort of go, wow, somebody's noticed somebody sees yeah. me and they're actually paying attention to me and that is very intoxicating so I'm not saying it's right but I do have an appreciation of how it happens but now I'm saying right okay if that's pushing your buttons we now know there's something that's not happening in your relationship there's potentially something that's missing go and resolve that before 
you chase after the person who's made you kind of feel good. Yeah, absolutely. No, I, I totally agree with you. I do see people in my clinic maybe who are in abusive relationships and they can't get out for lots of reasons. And I think sometimes in those circumstances, you know, love and, and connection is the number one human need. And if you're not getting that from your partner, but you're trapped and you can't get out, then I think sometimes, yeah, we can't judge. You know, I know that, you know, morally people frown on it. And obviously in a lot of circumstances, yes, absolutely. But there might be situations where people are trapped. I do have quite a few scenarios like that. But again, you know, if you can get out and then that's the best way to do it or communicate and try and improve, because if things aren't right, then you've got a chance to go back and improve the relationship. But I think really on, on this webinar, we're really focusing on the people that have been left, the people that have been cheated on, the people that have gone through that awful betrayal um, and don't know what to, to do about it. Now, we've got some great comments in here. People are saying, um, he wouldn't tell me. I wanted to know, but he, he wouldn't tell me and he lied about it. So she went to extreme measures to find out. I'm not sure if it helped, but the lack of knowledge tormented me. He's still having the affair, but I don't need to know the details. Well, that's an interesting one. Um, and I think, or this one here, we've never been truly tested. When it comes down to it, would we succumb? And then someone's asking, what about if you're single, but they're still married? So that's the other dynamic, isn't it? Because, you know, having had that done to me, you know, I, I just fundamentally know how it can rip your heart out and destroy a family. I had a son at the time. So, you know, I know how difficult in the moment that is. Now, I'm actually friendly with the lady that had the affair with my ex now, and we get on fine. You know, we're not best friends, but we are friendly and we can communicate about certain things. We're quite different, but it works. And I think, you know, that's time, though. I mean, asking me to do that in the moment would have been a bit more of a challenge. Um, but I think, you know, if you're single and you're dating someone that's married, then I think you've really got to question, but what are they looking for here? You know, if why are they, if they can do it to their wife or their husband, then they're going to be able to do that to you too. So I think it's really looking at why are you caught up? Is it the, you know, the excitement of not really ever being able to have that person? I don't know. What do you think, Marilyn? Are you struggling to cope with your breakup or divorce? Are you feeling devastated, heartbroken, sad and anxious? If so, please know that you are not alone and there is help available. Sarah Davison, best known as the Divorce Coach, and her team of accredited coaches are here to offer you the support and guidance you need to navigate all areas of your breakup, take back your control and start feeling happy again. Sarah will show you how to dial down those controlling negative emotions, unhook from your ex, get back in the driving seat of your life and design a future you are excited to live. Sarah has a range of solutions to support any breakup, including free guides, one-to-one -one coaching, her Heartbreak to Happiness virtual retreats, live retreats, and you can even train to be a breakup and divorce coach with Sarah too. Visit www.saradavison.com today and start to feel happy again. You know, the excitement of not really ever being able to have that person. I don't know. What do you think, Marilyn? I see this a bit like stuff. If I know that someone, this belongs to someone, I'm not going to claim it as my own. 
So if I know that someone is already in a relationship, I then, a bit like you said, my brain automatically goes, well, hold on a minute. If they're doing this to their partner, I could be one in a long line and people have to go, is that okay? And I cannot help nowadays, but think about the partner at home. And I have the only situation where I've heard where someone might have a slightly different take on this is I had a client, his wife was unwell. They had sat down and talked about it. And because she knew she was not in a position to sleep with him, they had an agreement that in terms of that part of their relationship, he could go out and meet other women. That's a very unique situation. However, it seems very common because I've heard people saying, oh, it's all right, me and my partner have talked about this. We don't sleep together. And I'm like, really? <laughs> you know, so, so oftentimes that's part of the rhetoric and the patter that people use. For me personally, I'd be like, if you're already in a relationship, regardless of the stage of that if you're in a relationship and there there was one guy tried to convince me I says give me I said what's your what's what's your wife's number dial the number let me speak to her and I said let me see the phone flick through because I know I because I spoke to a male friend about this what he did there's a female friend that he's got in his phone and it's wifey so and then so if anyone ever challenges he says ring my wife I'm like, I've seen all the tricks before and clients will tell me about those tricks in sessions. So I was like, no, you're not catching me like that. So before I said what I said, I said, let me see your phone. Is your wife in your phone? Yeah, of course she is. Where? Show me. Um, So show me. So now you can't trick me by calling up wifey number because you just show me. And I'm saying, all right, give her a call. Let me speak to her. I want to know that this is okay. Now I know that's never going to happen. And even if it did, I wouldn't want to go there anyway. So for me, I'm like, no, if you're in a relationship, do what needs to be done in that relationship. And if it's not working, you leave. And then Mm. you can go on to meet other people and have a great time and da, 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 da. But I'm like, it's messy because somebody, even when someone says, no, I know, I know they're married. It's just sex sooner or later well let's I'm going to use the the term that Jada Pinkett Smith used the entanglement (laughs) can then get a bit more complicated and I have from my perspective someone tends to eight times out of ten tends to get hurt yeah yeah absolutely yeah I I totally agree with you on that I mean and, and hurting other people the repercussions it might be a bit of fun for you but actually, it's it's a lot more than that. If someone's got a home with somebody, if someone's you know got children with somebody, yeah, you know, it really can be very devastating. And so it's about really con- just being considerate of other people too. I think. But I mean, that's the challenge, isn't it? Sometimes when it when it happens to you, you can't believe that somebody else would actually participate in something that would hurt someone so much. So I guess we've got to consider all those things. Well, it's all those so- hormones, 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 and that whole thing about feeling good, feeling attractive feeling like oh I've still got it um it's really 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 intoxicating so I get it it's just that I've lived so long with seeing the aftermath of that in my work Mm. and living it personally that I'm like it's a quick fix it's a really it's a nice solution in the moment but actually the aftermath is a bigger proposition yeah no you're absolutely right so, I mean, going back to the question of should you stay or should you go, you stayed, right? You stayed. Yeah, however, not because I really wanted to. Let me qualify that. 
I stayed initially because I had plans, hopes, dreams, aspirations for what our life and our future was going to be. And I did not feel emotionally, physically, or even financially ready to let that go. So because I couldn't conceive of being on my own, it was just too, too much going on at once. The only seemingly sensible option was to hang on. So if I'm really honest, although if you'd see me at the time and said, yeah, I really want the relationship to work. I really want, I did love this person. He was amazing. He is still amazing. He's an amazing human being just with some flaws like we all do. So I, I would have been honest on one level that I did love him. I did love what we had before all of the revelations and part of the reason for staying is because I was too afraid of the alternative and therefore it was easier to stay than to go. So, so one of the things I often say to people is that number one, don't make any rush decisions because it is a really tumultuous time. So you need time to take stock. To so somebody to say to you in the moment or even a week after it's happened, well, what do you want to do? It's too soon often. You, yeah. you just you haven't had time for the dust to settle, all of the pieces now to reformulate themselves. We went to counselling as well. That was at my insistence because um, I realised that I started to mess with my own head with all of my questions and all the rest of it and things going round and round and round. So I'm like, OK, I think we need an outside party to come into for this. I think it was absolutely torture for him. Um, so I wouldn't force a partner into that. If they said, no, not interested, I'd be like, OK, fair enough it's not pleasant when one person really doesn't want to be there um so did all of that and i would say that on the face of it because the first time it happened no one had a clue the outside world was completely oblivious we'd be out smiles you know yeah, oh, yeah. but behind the scenes when it when it happened a second time a few years later i could not in good conscience stay i'm like there's no way I cannot now and actually I was I think I would have been moving into your scenario where he wouldn't have wanted to stay either where he was then thinking about forming a relationship with this new person not the first one but the second one so now if I didn't make the decision to go all right I'm out he would have done it anyway and that yeah. probably would have been even more devastating for me so it's like yeah. let me just leave now before yeah. it all gets out of hand yeah and I think maybe that's a good distinction that if if you decide to stay and your partner wants to work on it with you, then there's something in that that they still care about you and you haven't been abandoned or rejected, I suppose, as to the same extreme as if they decide they don't want to be with you. And thank God you found out because they're moving on quite happily. So that, that's a different scenario. And actually, that is what I see most of in my coaching clinic, the people that are have been left. And it's an absolute shock to most people that they've actually done it, you know, and sometimes it's like they found out about the affair. Sometimes it's suspicions. Sometimes it's, you know, it's someone else actually is a client of mine at the moment. Someone else told her who's friends with both of them and they couldn't live with it anymore. They said, I've got to tell you when he was away on a business trip, he was seeing someone he works with. And it took her a week to actually speak to her husband about it she couldn't do it because you go into that absolute shock of like what's going on 
and then looking back there were signs but we don't see it so how can we spot the signs Marilyn if someone's cheating on us are there some obvious signs well this is an interesting one in the moment often not but one of the things that I found and I really think this is what was my partner was doing because he's a decent human being and was not enjoying the mental side of this either and I say the mental side because there's the mental side there's the emotional side there's the physical side but when I talk about the mental side it's like what does it do to your head to see your partner there you're kind of living a lie and they've got no idea that you're living a lie so there was that side and he wasn't coping with that particularly well so that's where the outburst would come from the flying off the handle at the simplest of things I'd be thinking I've said that a million times or I've asked that question a million times you're like it's just so simple I remember one of the days I'd said um oh what's on tonight because we often would say what's on tonight what are we doing are we gonna I said oh what's on tonight he said I don't know I said oh can you have a quick no why why do you why should I and I was like whoa you know it was that sort of thing and I was like this is really weird what's going on but actually because I didn't want to really see what was going on consciously I wasn't yeah. really paying attention by the same token there were sometimes we're at the other extreme because there it's like um it's like a continuum at the other extreme he was really I remember we went shopping to Bista Village you know one of these outlet places he was insisting on buying me stuff and I mean quite expensive stuff now I really wish I'd said yes to that Donna Karen coat because I could have been rocking that to today. It was so gorgeous. But I remember being in the store and saying, no, I can't, I can't. Even though he's my partner, I was saying, no, 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 this is too much because I'm looking at the handful of shopping I've got. I'm like, no, no. And I kept saying, don't be silly. No, no, I'm fine. No, I'm... And so I then actually pretended I didn't like it as much as I did because I was, I felt guilty. I was like, what the heck's going on here? So it was the overly generous, and I guess that's the way of compensating as well um, to sort of make up for it in a, a more material way. So yeah. when I now when I look back with hindsight, I'm like, man, the signs were littered. They were all yeah. over the place. Had I been yeah. looking, yeah. Um, but I wasn't really looking. And even if I was, I wouldn't have wanted to put two and two together and make four. I would have just said, oh, you know, every because I I said, you know, said to myself, he said to me. There's just a lot of stress at work, a lot of pressure. Um, but yeah, there was there was a whole long list of signs that that are there. When when I lay them out for people and go, here they are. I remember doing a, a webinar on it and I just laid them all out. And people are like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. But then what I said, I says, look, we cannot take these signs in isolation. One of the signs, for example, is having a family car, seeing a lot more mileage on it, even when you, you know, there hasn't been a lot of stuff going on. There can be things like that as well. I said, you can't take this at face value. Now we've got to qualify that. I don't know if people here are English and you've been around a little while. There was Coughgate. There's a program called Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? And there was a question. Questions are being asked. Someone in the audience was coughing. You know, people cough. However, the producers started to notice a pattern. So now they're listening more intently and they recognized whenever the person didn't know the answer and they'd used that phone a friend or ask the audience or da, 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 the person would cough in a particular way. And so this whole scandal broke and sure enough, the person in the hot seat had someone in the audience who was coughing the answers. So I say, look, you can't now say that you could be in a place and somebody coughs and it means there's something scandalous going on. You've got to look at the bigger picture. 
you've got to see it in context you can't just pull one sign out of thin air and go there you see you have flown off the handle or you bought me a gift on a you know and it's not my birthday you can't do that but you have to look at the bigger picture but when you start to look at the bigger picture and take the whole thing in context then it kind of stands out like a beacon yeah it does. I, little things as well that I notice, like you're having a password on the phone suddenly and then making an extra effort getting ready to go out. Um, even asking me, do you think this goes with this or do you think I should wear this or which aftershave? I'm thinking yes, it's, it's a lot of effort for this business meeting, but yeah, I was just looking after myself. Yeah. And in hindsight, you're like, oh, my goodness. But hindsight is a, is a wonderful thing, isn't it? And I also, you know, I have clients who have, say, discovered receipts for things um and never seen the jewelry or the underwear or whatever the receipt was for themselves but waited to see if it was going to show up and not brought it up and then you know maybe waited for christmas or a birthday or a special occasion and not told anyone about it and i think denial is something that quite often we go into in that stage where we know that if they are having an affair that's going to have such a massive devastating effect on our life that we don't want to go there so we sort of tuck it away in the back of our minds until we're strong enough to deal with it sometimes or just until it gets to a point where it's either obvious or the cat's out the bag and you found out or they're suddenly leaving. And then looking back, it's like, actually, there were signs. And I think if, you know, a way to learn from this to help you moving forward is to is to make sure if you have been cheated on that you look back and say, well, what were the signs? Because a lot of people say to me, oh, I'd, I can't trust going into another relationship. I'll never trust anyone ever again. But the challenge is, it's not about trusting somebody else. I believe it's about trusting you to choose better and spot the signs so that you can take your control back. If you understand what the signs are and you're not blinkered and pushing them away, then you're more likely to spot them as they come along. And also if the relationship is starting to fizzle out, looking at why, so that that doesn't happen again. I think we've got to learn the lessons so that we can bank them. And I think if we had sort of done things differently, maybe a couple of months before or took a different path, maybe those things wouldn't have happened. Maybe they would. But, you know, understanding and taking responsibility is a really key, a key thing. Don't you think, Marilyn? That, that whole thing about trust, God, I was exactly the same. I was like, hold on a minute. How could I put so many years into this relationship, not seeing what was happening? And then second time round, I did feel completely duped because now I'd had the assurances, the apologies, the I'd never do it again. I don't know what I was thinking, da, 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 da. Um, and so second time round, I felt completely stupid and as though I'd been taken advantage of and played for a fool, et cetera. But mm. trust was a big one because I said those, I said those words myself, how on earth, you know, sitting there crying and like, how on earth am I ever going to trust anyone again then when I became a coach and therapist I was like like you said it's not about me how do I it's like knowing myself knowing myself because when I looked back I'm like I saw and I I the whole thing with the receipts I remember looking at a receipt because I used to you know get everything in order you know get everything ready for the accountant etc I was like this is interesting. There have been several of these receipts where clearly he's got a friend who likes a particular sweet kind of drink, which you would typically associate with a woman, but anybody can drink anything they want. And when he, you know, those nights where he was out with the boys, I noticed that it was always dinner for two. Yeah, I knew <clears throat> there were several boys. 
So clearly the boys had all given up drinking, you know, because they had everything was on one bill. And I was like, this is interesting. And I do remember looking at the receipt and going, but then you second guess yourself potentially. Am I reading too much into this? Seeing something that isn't there? Yeah. And then it all spirals out of control again. And that's where people can be accusing their partners when actually nothing is going on. So there's that balance. But I really did find it was a sense of trusting self. So I know when the radar comes up, I know how my intuition speaks to me. And I recognize that voice that says, hold on a minute, something here isn't right. And now with my logical objective head on, I will go forth and examine the evidence, look at what's going on. But it was about trusting myself rather than it being all of these outside forces. So absolutely agree. Yeah. Do you think once a cheater, always a cheater? That's it for today's episode of Heartbreak to Happiness. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review to win a free ticket to one of Sara's virtual retreats. The retreats are a transformative combination of live webinars with Sara herself, coupled with empowering online video programs designed to help you cope better with your breakup and start feeling happy again. For more details, head on over to heartbreaktohappinesspodcast.com where you can also get a copy of Sara's free gift. Thank you and join us again on the next episode for another dose of Heartbreak to Happiness. Thank you.